You're listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready for great success in your life? Each week, join Dr. Diane A. Thompson and her guests to learn the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, MD. Well, welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane Thompson. You know, this is the Health Empowerment and Success Hour that is aired each week on Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. on Atlanta's incredible radio, WIGO 1570 AM. And of course, I am your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson. Now, one of the things I want to let you know is... We have revamped this hour. Um, If you follow this show over the years, you know that generally two episodes of Health Talk is aired once at 6 to 6.30 p.m. and the second one from 6.30 to 7 p.m. each week. Well, I have recruited a group of people who have the same intentions that I do which is to provide you education and inspiration to motivate you to help you to achieve success. And so when you tune in each Thursday right here uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're going to get me for the first half hour with Health Talk. I will be sharing with you information to help you achieve and attain your best health and your best life. And from 6.30 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to have with me uh, some of my friends and colleagues who are life coaches, who are ministers, who are authors, and they're going to come along each week and share information. And again, our goal is to just get you living your best. And I'm really so excited about this. All right. So this is the place to be. I encourage you to be here each week. I thank you for coming here and sharing your time with me. And I promise you, I do promise you that each week you will walk away more knowledgeable, more inspired, and more successful, more filled with ideas than when you first started listening. I promise you that. All right, so I will be with you this week. It's, it's February 25th, 2016. Wow, the, the month is going. The year is on its way. Um, and I will be with you um, this week, Kingsley Grant, and he's been with me on the show for the past few weeks. He's going to be on for the second half hour. And interestingly enough, Kingsley's going to talk about having a successful life after 40 And I I think some of the things he teaches on that will help you even if you're not quite 40, but certainly, you know, many times we get to a certain age, we feel like um, that's it. Uh, Maybe the boat has left us. And, you know, it's wonderful that Kingsley is able to share with you that that's not, that's not the case at all. All right. 
I do want to remind you that the information shared on this broadcast is for educational purposes only. It's not intended for diagnosis or treatment. If you hear something on here that you you think maybe you could apply to your life, um, I highly recommend that you talk with your healthcare provider because everybody's different and, and get that person on board with you as you're making healthy changes, all right? Now, I'm going to start off by saying thank you. Um, you guys know that I had a recent death in my family. My uncle passed away, really was heartbroken uh, after that. You know, my uncle, I actually was closer to my uncle than I was my dad. And so it really broke my heart. And as I said to you back then, when I poured my heart out, so many of you emailed me, I really, um, I, I was so touched by it. So many of you emailed me. Um, I, I think I sounded really sad. I was pouring my heart out. And so uh, folks uh, reached out to me. So I, I do thank you for that. Um, and I appreciate your support. Um, you know, as I said, it, he was such a wonderful person. And it, it saddened me that um, I don't think his life in the end was the way that, you know, one would have wanted it to be uh, because he was such a great person. Uh, but. I have learned that, you know what, in, even in sadness, there, there are lessons there. And one of the things that happened for his funeral, we all got together and we saw family members we hadn't seen in so long and really bonded. And that was a beautiful thing. So again, I thank you for your kindness and for reaching out to me in my moment of sadness. I really appreciate it. All right, so as I said, the, the year, it's on its way. It is February 25th, 2016, and boy, the year is going by quickly. And one of the things I know is that many of you may have already abandoned the promises you made to yourself at the start of the year. I know this because every year, many people do. You start out by saying you're going to eat healthily. This is the year you're going to do it. You're going to start exercising. You're going to get out of debt, get that emergency fund together and start investing. Maybe you wanted to decrease the stress in your life or be a better parent or uh, put some sparks back into that relationship. Whatever it is that you promised yourself here you are, February 25th, 2016, and you are not doing that thing. Well, here is the cool thing. There are some situations where life allows us start overs and do overs and relaunches. And I think when it comes to our goals, uh, that's one of those situations where we get second chances. So I'm going to share with you right now a few quick tips and tricks to brush off some of those goals and finally get them accomplished. And, you know, hopefully you'll work on some of your health goals, because as I've often said to you, your health is your wealth. And no matter what you have, where you are in your life, um, if you don't have your health, you will learn very quickly that all the other stuff doesn't matter. All right. So here's tip number one. T 
to help you get those goals going again. Uh, Number one is to remind yourself of why you wanted to do it in the first place. Many times when the tough gets going, the only thing that keeps you going is the why. If you understand why, why is it that you want to lose that weight? Is it that you've realized the health issues associated with obesity and perhaps you want to be around uh, to be there for your children? Maybe you've seen other people in your family uh, die prematurely because they weren't healthy and you don't want that to be your reality. Why is it that you want to get your financial house under control? Uh, Is it the level of stress that comes with you not being able to pay your bills? Or maybe you want to pass on to your kids uh, resources that wasn't passed on to you, right? Many times we know this, that our kids start off where we started off because we don't pass on wealth. And so everybody's starting over and there's no chance to accumulate wealth. Uh, So figure out why, because that will help you as you are trying to accomplish those goals. The second thing is, and by the way, when you figure it out, write it down, right? If you're not someone who journals, I'm a big person. I'm a big journal lover. I I started journaling back in the day when it wasn't even fashionable, when I was a teenager. And I've always found it to be helpful. And when I write it down, it's just much more meaningful and I can stick with it better. So figure out your why, remind yourself of your why and write it down. Here's tip number two, and this one worked for me quite a bit. Actually, a couple of them on here have been very effective for me. Make appointments with yourself. Block that time off on your calendar. Uh, You know, one of the things that happened, like last year, this show was in rerun. Uh, The reason was, as I told you guys, I was fortunate in that I have this wonderful job and I ended up getting a a promotion to medical director that came with a lot of responsibilities. And I suddenly had to leave a lot of the other stuff on the side. I just couldn't do everything. But then I found myself continuously saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. And so I didn't have time to do the things that I'm so passionate about. And what I finally had to do was to put it on my calendar I put it on my iPhone calendar so it pops up. And I also am old-fashioned, and I have one of those paper calendars that I I write in so I can see the thing. And I wrote it on that calendar as well. And once I did that, it became like an appointment that I needed to keep. And so suddenly, for example, my writing, I'm back to writing. I stopped writing for a while. And what I did was I penciled it in. And so early mornings, I get up and now I'm able to write. And what that means is, okay, I got to go to bed a little earlier so I can get up a little bit early, you know, get up earlier. So make that appointment, write it down, put it in your calendar, block off that time, you know, commit that time to doing the thing you say you want to do. So whether it's that workout or whether it's meditating, whatever it is, set that appointment. Here's another big one. 
I really love this and this worked for me is the idea of focusing focus so the acronym that's often used for focus is to follow one course until successful I mean that is awesome and I am one of those people who I have so many ideas so many things I want to do and if I sit here for example I'm writing and this is really bad so I've, I've cut this out but in the past in the past when I didn't know better okay I would have 10 browsers open my notifications were on perhaps there was a uh, audiobook playing in the background I mean it's it was crazy I would feel like I had to do so many things all at once all yesterday and the truth is none of those things get uh, done properly um, you can't focus on so many things so really focus. So here's what I did, for example. So if you've listened to this show over the years, you've often heard me say I needed to lose 10 pounds. All right. So when I actually plug the numbers in, right, I got the BMI calculator and you guys know the BMI calculator. BMI is body mass index and it sort of tells you pretty much how fat you are, basically. And you can you can Google it. Uh, a BMI calculator will pop up. You put your height in, you put your weight in, and it does this calculation for you. And it will let you know where you fall, whether you're normal weight, overweight, obese, morbidly obese, or even underweight. So when I finally put the numbers in, I realized that I didn't just have 10 pounds to lose, actually I had 15 pounds to lose. And I'd been talking about it forever, right? So it didn't really show that much so it didn't seem like a big deal but I decided that I needed to work on this and what I did was instead of doing my usual thing which is uh, work on the weight work on eating properly work on exercising work on eating properly work on getting adequate sleep like everything all at once I decided I was just going to tackle how I ate right? I would come home late at nights and sometimes I would eat late because I get in late um, and didn't always eat as healthily as I should. And so I decided to tackle what I was eating to really focus on that. And so that meant on Sundays was a big day for me in terms of cooking and I would cook really healthy stuff and freeze a lot of it, put them away in smaller containers, uh, take lunch with me so that I could have that bigger meal earlier in the day. And then when I got home in the evenings, I didn't have to have a big meal. Um, and even when I did have a meal, it's something I made and I knew how healthy it was. And so that was my focus. That was my focus for about six weeks. And I lost the entire 15 pounds without thinking much about it because this was my focus. I wasn't doing many, many, many different things. I was just focusing on eating well, on preparing my foods and things like that. And, you know, it, it just happens that the weight came off and came off quickly without too much effort. And, and then I added the exercise piece. And so I found that, you know, focusing on the one thing 
and getting it right and then forming a habit out of it and adding other things was just so much more effective than what I had done over the years. And interestingly enough, I remember when I was a medical student, I was doing a rural health rotation in Maryland. And one of the attendings I was working with, she was doing some uh, obesity management. And uh, she had some women who came to the clinic who uh, were working on losing weight. And Interestingly enough, I remember back then, and I didn't know as much as I know now, uh, but she was counseling them on on weight loss, and one of the women there wanted to do like many different things, and she said, you know, just focus on getting the nutrition part right. And most of you who've tried to lose weight, you probably already know that the majority of the weight loss is going to come from what you eat. It's not so much the exercise part. It's really what you put in your mouth. Um, So she would say, you know, focus on, on the nutrition. Let's get that part first. And then we'll start adding other pieces. And back then I would say, how crazy? Why not just do everything all at once? And, and for me, I realized just recently how important and effective that idea of focus. So as you go back to the goals that you're trying to work on, um, focus on one thing, um, whether it's the finances, you know, maybe you want to do many things, but focus on whatever is most important to you. So if it's a financial piece, you focus on that, give yourself two to three months of just focus on getting that right. And then start adding other things. You're going to see that Uh, When you focus and you become successful at that one thing, you will suddenly feel confident enough to, um, to do the others and do them well. And you'll learn skills along the way that's going to make the others uh, much more effective as well. And the fourth little tip, right? This is another good one is to get yourself an accountability buddy. Now, an accountability buddy is an awesome, awesome thing. Um, this should be someone you respect, someone who's going to keep you honest. You want this to be someone that you share your goals with. They should understand what you're trying to achieve. So if it's that you want to get fit or whatever it is, you can um, check in with this person And perhaps you form a symbiotic relationship with this person because maybe you're their accountability buddy also for something else. And this is just a great way to to get something done, get it done quickly and have someone support you and and keep you honest, making sure you're doing what you're supposed to. And the cool thing is we're in the age of social media, right? So you don't need that accountability buddy to be even in your same town or even your same country. People can do this using social media. So get yourself an accountability buddy. Again, get yourself back on track. As I say, remind yourself of the why. Start with the why. What is it? Why is it that you want to accomplish that goal? The next thing is make sure you schedule that appointment. Block that time off to work on that thing and Focus, so important. Follow one course until successful. And get yourself an accountability buddy. 
um, someone or a few someones who will make sure you're doing what you say you are going to do. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, I'm going to talk about heart disease. This is Heart Month. It's February and it's Heart Month. And I have some important information about heart disease that could save your life. So don't go anywhere. Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy, and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 AM WIGO. All right, so as I said to you, going to be talking about heart disease. This is Heart Month. And one of the things I've discovered is that people still don't realize that heart disease is the number one killer in this country. Yes, it is. It's not cancer. It's not HIV or AIDS. It's heart disease, people. In fact, about 610,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. Yes, that many. It's about one in every four deaths. And heart disease is the leading cause of death for both men and women. More than half of the deaths due to heart disease in 2009 were in men. And, you know, when we talk specifically about a heart attack, a heart attack happens when blood supply to the heart is cut off. And when this happens, right, the heart muscle can't get the oxygen, can't get the nutrients that it needs. And so the cells begin to die. And when we're talking specifically about a heart attack, according to the CDC, 735,000 Americans have a heart attack each year. Off that number, 525,000 I've had it for the first time. 210,000 occur in people who have already had a heart attack. So this is really serious, serious stuff. So what does this mean for you, right? What are some things that you can do to make sure that you don't fall in this statistic? And if you already have a heart attack, a heart attack, you've already had a heart attack, or you already been diagnosed with heart disease, what is it that you need to do? What are simple stuff that you can do to keep yourselves healthy? Well, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) So I'm going to share with you five quick tips, right? So number one is to know your risk factors. I've often said, um, you can't fix something you don't know, right? So to decrease the risk factors of heart disease, you've got to know what the risk factors are. So here are some of them that you can um, do something about. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking. If you are still smoking, you really need to get yourself uh, some resources, go see your primary care doctor, Get some resources so you can stop smoking. Smoking puts you at risk for so many things that you really need to run quick and get some help with that. If you've had a prior heart attack, 
that also puts you at risk. Diabetes will increase your risk of having a heart attack, will increase your risk of having heart disease. Not only that, diabetes is an independent risk factor. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about that because another thing people don't realize with diabetes is sometimes you don't have the typical symptoms of a heart attack if you've had diabetes, okay? So um, let's look at some of these risk factors and see what you can do about them. So I said high blood pressure or hypertension, right? Um, one of the big things you can do is lifestyle modification. So it's eating right, looking at your salt intake. Remember that salt hides in some things, right? People don't think about it, but if you're having canned foods, preserved foods, even in bread, you'll find salt. Um, other things you can do in terms of lifestyle modification, exercising, moving your body, Weight loss, you know, when you lose weight, that's a great way to help lower your blood pressure. Stress reduction, getting adequate sleep. And uh, there's an upcoming show where we're going to talk a little bit more about that because we never really understood how important it was to ensure that you're getting adequate sleep. We now know um, it's really important. So lifestyle modification is key. The next thing is, if you're on medication, um, if you need to be on medication for your blood pressure, please take your medication. Don't stop taking your medication because you think your blood pressure is okay. Don't stop taking it because you don't have a headache. I've actually had people tell me that. Don't have a headache right now, so the blood pressure must be okay. A headache is not a reliable indicator or symptom of how high your blood pressure is. Please don't uh, take risk with your health. Um, And go in for checkups, right? Go in for checkups. We check up our cars, we, we check up our, you know, if you guys have um, boilers or whatever it is, we get those things periodically checked, but we don't check up. We don't get ourselves checked, which doesn't make sense, right? The, the other thing is um, if you're diabetic, right? Remember, as I said, this is an independent risk factor for heart disease. So it's going to put you at a higher risk for heart disease and for getting a heart attack, right? So again, same type of thing with lifestyle. You're going to really watch what you're eating. Make sure you're eating right. Sugar also hides in a lot of these foods, right? So um, not only are you avoiding foods that you have obvious sugar, but baked goods, a lot of the, the empty carbohydrates, you know, those are sugars too. So really watch what you're eating. I've seen diabetics drinking regular sodas, right? Do you know that a 20-ounce soda has like 16 teaspoons of sugar? Like if someone handed you 16 teaspoons of sugar, you would say, are you crazy? But we drink it anyway when we drink one of those big containers of soda. So start to substitute. And I was one of those people who used to say, I don't like water. I used to have to force myself to drink the water. And, you know, I I liked juices. Um, Now I don't buy them. I can't tell you the last time I purchased juice. I certainly don't 
don't bring it home. I get seltzer water or sparkling water or just plain water and add lime to it or something like that. And and actually, by the way, it was one of the big things that helped me to quickly lose weight because that's one of the hidden calories. We don't think about it, but a lot of times we're drinking the calories when we're drinking those juices. And unfortunately, we feed it to our children, right? So just really watch what you're eating. And, and you know, as I said, you train yourself to do the water. What I What I committed to doing is to eat to live, right? Fuel my body and eat to live and not live to eat. So when you decide to eat to live, then even if you're not a big fan of the thing, but you know the thing is important and healthy for you, you're going to have it. Uh, The other thing is if you are diabetic, right? Please check your blood sugar. Take your medications if you are on medication. And as I said earlier, right, a person who's diabetic would not have the typical signs and symptoms of a heart attack. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, let's talk about some of the typical symptoms of a heart attack. Chest pain or chest discomfort is like the most common thing. So many people who are having a heart attack may have chest pain in the center of the chest or they could have it on the left side of the chest usually last for more than a few minutes and sometimes it goes away and and then it comes back people often describe this as just a feeling of discomfort this uncomfortable uh, pressure squeezing like a fullness like an elephant on the chest and sometimes it's just pain For some people, the pain is worse with activity. It improves as they rest. And for some people, emotional stress can trigger this pain. Here's another symptom. You can get pain or discomfort in the upper part of your body. So you can get it in your arms, in the jaw, in the neck, in the upper back. You can even get the pain in the stomach. There are people who will have a heart attack And all they feel is indigestion or heartburn, right? So they're taking Mylanta and Alka-Seltzer and they're thinking there's something wrong with the stomach when in fact it's, it's a heart attack. Another symptom is shortness of breath. And that shortness of breath may come along with the chest pain and sometimes it occurs before the chest pain. Another symptom that often uh, occur is this cold sweat, this clammy feeling. Um, People may get nauseous. They may get lightheaded, right? Again, patients who are diabetic, women and elderly people may not have typical symptoms. And this is really important with diabetics, right? Because what happens is diabetics uh, will have what's called silent heart disease. And the belief is that with diabetes, you have nerve damage and the nerve damage will blunt or interfere with the pain signal in your body. So you don't have the typical chest pain. And so all you may have is this nausea or this abdominal discomfort or, you know, uh, or this sweaty, this clammy feeling when in fact you're having a heart attack, right? So that's why it's important that you follow up with your doctor because sometimes they can pick up heart disease even before symptoms present, all right? Another thing too is that if you've had one heart attack before, 
Um, the second one may not feel like the first, right? So I've, I've actually heard people say this, like, I, I was having the discomfort, but it didn't feel like the first one. So I ignored it. It may not feel like the first one. So if you are unsure, if you're having chest pain, you should call 911. I mean, in my mind, err on the side of caution and get some help and get it immediately. All right. So um, as I say to you, your health is your wealth. If you mess around with it, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter how much education you have. You lose that health and you will see a lot of those other things don't matter. All right. So um, that's what I wanted to cover with you in terms of a heart attack and heart disease. As I said, February is heart month. Um, once again, uh, I'm going to really, I, I'd like to thank you so much for listening in. Um, we have lots of amazing interviews coming your way. As I said, lots of my friends are going to come on and share with you information. Again, the goal is just to inspire. We're, this is a movement to change people's lives and um, encourage you to join us each week from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you miss these shows, right, they're archived. So you can go to my website at drdianethompson.com or you can um, find me on Twitter at drdianemd. All right. Um, so I'm going to leave you here. Again, I thank you for joining me. I thank you for your support. I, I, the death of my uncle just reinforced my passion, reawoke my passion um, to uh, help educate the community, help inspire and help change lives. And I hope you join me each week. And please stay tuned. Uh, Kingsley Grant will follow me on this week's show. And as I said, he's going to talk about success after 40. I mean, that's that's uh, amazing and important information. And I will catch up with you next week. And as I often say to you, your health is your wealth. Uh, please have an amazing week, everyone. Take care. Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy, and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 AM WIGO.